What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, York Welding and Fab, Shock Socks, and the Professional Journey. I'm your host, Mark Poole. I've got a, I've got a crew in the studio today. Uh, our producer, none other than the man himself, T.J. Smith. What's up, dude? Man, just another great week in Texas and another great, beautiful weather. Another, oh my God, it's, it's been nice. Don't get, don't get used to it though. I'm just saying it should not be this cool in no, Texas. Yesterday morning, when I was I had the doors open on my truck at work, and it's like a fall morning. I was enjoying it. You know, <laughs> I knew not to get used to it, but uh, you got a trainee over there. I do. Yeah. Tra- Producer in training. He doesn't have a microphone. What well, does he have? A microphone? Yeah, he has, he has a, mic. a microphone. Mr. James Acock. James, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Uh, nothing. You getting uh, getting the hang of that over there? Not really. Not really. <laughs> no. well, you, got, you have a crappy teacher. I, I, yeah. We're just making it up as we go along. He wasn't. Yeah, that's well. That's what TJ does. <laughs> but uh, joining me to to uh, to my right, uh, you can't see that, but. Uh, Different co-hosts this week. Darkside's not with us. He is uh, in the air right now, I believe. Yeah, on his flying way home. high. Not just his ego causing it this time. Yeah, it wasn't his ego, but he's flying high on his way home from Southern California. So, to fill in for him, it's uh, new talent generation, motocross coach uh, to the stars. That's right. John Moeller. What's up, Moeller? Oh, uh, not much. Just hanging out and enjoying the circus. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> on point with that one for sure. It'll Trust me, it'll get worse as we go. <laughs> Moeller, what's been up, man? You been riding any? trying to uh just a couple weeks ago we were able to seal the deal with a couple tickets to loretta's and nice uh, nice honestly i haven't ridden since then but got big plans to do some riding soon for sure you going uh what what classes you going in this year Uh, we're going in uh, open pro sport and plus 25 nice nice you're gonna ride the 450 in both of them yes sir i'll be in a honda 450 uh brought to you by honda of tyler there you go honda of tyler yeah Owned by oh my Broadway, Broadway Power Sports, yeah, same, same company, awesome. same company. No awesome. tie-in, they didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah tie-in, it's <laughs> uh, it's a good deal. So uh, if you guys ever uh, get a chance to watch Mr. Moeller ride a two-stroke, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So look for the twenty-seven Yamaha or the twenty-seven Honda. Either yeah, way, you're on go. a Honda now. Yeah, on a yeah. Honda, and uh, enjoy the show. Well, he was out there at Freestone, and I got to watch him ride, and it was so funny because you're watching these guys just push and ride crazy and all that stuff. And it looks like Moeller's out there on a Sunday ride. Just, just silky. Pulling every hole shot. What do you got done on that bike? It's stock still, isn't All it? All stock. All stock pulled every hole shot, I think. Didn't you but one? I think you missed one, Yeah, I did miss one. We had to work for that one. <laughs> otherwise, you got to save that energy for when it really counts. There you go. So, guys, if y'all want, if y'all, anybody looking for some kind of training or, or just how to ride a bike smooth, that's what that's what watching him, I, he, he brings kids out here and trains with them. The technique is flawless. And, it's yeah, good. I watch these kids just get smoother and smoother. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll get, Definitely we'll, the technique is the name of the game, and you've got to have a foundation to build that speed off of. Absolutely. We're going to shoot you Mr. Moeller's contact info towards the end of the show so you know how to get in touch with him. But, that's uh, right. Coming up tonight, we have none other than the OG K-Dub, Kenny Watson, RCH Racing's Kenny Watson will join us, and then we'll also – Get a chance to talk to Dan Truman from Get Data and Athena. Talk about some fantasy motocross. He's pretty good at that. Yeah, maybe he can teach you boys how to do it right. And they're changing the way moto is with that Get Data stuff. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And then the fact that you can just go online and order a complete cylinder kit and everything, drop it in your bike, and you got brand new top end. I mean, if you look at it compared to the prices of the factory stuff. Uh-huh. It's good quality stuff. I've been running those Athena kits and a lot of motor builds I've done for many years. John, you ever ran anything, uh, any of the Get Data stuff? I have not had any experience with the Get Data, but uh, I've heard tons of good things about it, and uh, I know that it's supposed to be a little bit ahead of the Vortex Ignition, which yep. I do have experience with, and 
I've nothing but good things to say about well, it. We need to try to see if we can get him plugged in with something from them and uh, on his way to Loretta's and yeah, see what you can get done there. But it uh, should be a good show tonight. Again, Dark Side not with us. We don't really care, but he's not here. So uh, his ego isn't here either. And we may have to call him. Yeah. I think he'll be, no, he's flying. He's yeah. in the air, yeah. I don't yeah. think he's going to spring for that. Yeah, but, don't um, want to take the plane down. <laughs> ja- no, yeah. <laughs> no, ja- Jamie got to go to uh, – where, where did he go this week? He went to uh, – He was in California. Uh, no, w- he-, he went to W. Wills and the Yosh Place. The right? Yosh Place, and he went um, – in and out Burger every day, I think, for yeah, every he, meal. Yeah, I think he went three times a day every day. Every day, every meal. So he got a double-double every time or whatever it is he <laughs> eats. And uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I love uh, in and out Burger. TJ over here can't seem to grasp that it's, it's a damn good hamburger. Oh, no, no, no. You're missing the point. This is We had this whole – you should have seen our group message this week. I've never said it wasn't good. I'm just saying it's not worth – having like lines around the store for it's not any yes, better yes it is it's not any better yes it is okay yes it is anyways <laughs> you're supposed to argue back with me <laughs> what the hell no i no, think i, I this love has been going out. on for a week i think i'm done no, with you i know I, I love in and out burger and i love just screwing with you about it so yeah it's just a hamburger whatever but i'll just try the double double next time you got to get the double double that's the way to go yeah you really get the full effect their fries i don't like the fries that much so they're too greasy yeah the fries are garbage they taste like yeah i don't i don't like the fries but i went I to wendy's yesterday wendy's fries are amazing their burgers are delicious what well, welcome to wendy's the hell you won't that's right well <laughs> you know how do they say it their burgers are square because they don't cut corners it's not round patty oh my god oh man <laughs> well, Wendy's, especially in tyler is very hood but i am a fan <laughs> yes I, I like the fact that i can get all that food for four dollars no 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 the frosty dude you got to get the frosty yeah, anyways right. we're going to move on from this conversation because it could go on for a while but uh all right guys muddy creek what do you think Man, it was. I mean, I don't care what Weege says. The racing was good. Yep, me too. Weege went off on the yep. the podcast me about too. how it killed it, and maybe in person it did, but the way they played it on TV, because obviously we didn't get to go to this one. And I personally think that's how every motocross track should be, right there. If it's not a sand no, track, no, I think that every motocross track should be different. What I'm saying is though, where they're not just 15 ruts in every corner. Yeah. like ruts are fine, but the whole track doesn't have to be a rut. You right, know what I'm saying. And one thing too is they get so deep that. Uh, I heard somebody mention in an interview, you know, at High Point, I think it was Censorillo, he's saying, you know, everybody's pretty much going 50 to 60% in their corners because it's so deep. Right. There's no such thing as laying it into a, you know, a three-foot deep rut. No, right, you right. can't. Yeah, foot pegs dragging dragging your feet some, I'm sure, and it just drags the bike down. I mean, sinking in the ground the way it is. I just would rather see it more like it was back in the 90s and stuff. Now, not so not as dusty as the old school, you know, but let the track go. Well, the difference you know? was, and everybody keeps talking about it, it has track maintenance. Yeah, that has to do with it, but the tracks were all different then. Mm-hmm. A track that was hard pack stayed hard pack. Well, let me give sandy. you let me give you a reference point. I like how the GPs do it. Yeah. I, I like how they do it. Yeah. They just let them get like a motocross track shit. Now, they're, I'm sure they're sketchy. I don't think but, they groom them like for a whole, the whole time. The whole they? weekend. No, they won't touch them. After they're done prepping the first time, they don't touch them again. But they don't rip them as deep, so they, they don't get as bad. No, no right. absolutely. So, uh, But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Eli Tomac back up on top of the box again. Yeah. Yeah, Baggett came from uh, 40th to 3rd, 2nd moto. He just let him. I still think Tomac's the guy, if he can quit making mistakes, I really think he's better. I do. They haven't got out together out front. Yes, they did in Thunder Valley. Even I know Tomac wasn't 100%. Baggett kind of handed him that time. But listen, I, I don't want to, you know, I hate to break this to everybody, but Baggett's got two national wins in the 450 class. Amazing. How many wins does he like Tomac have? 
More. Gotta, yeah. A lot more. You got a you point. Know? And super, super, count Supercross and Nationals together. Tomac's a little bit better. I'm not saying he's going to win the title. I just I, He's my pick, too, but I'm not saying he's going to. I still think Tomac, uh, uh, yeah, Tomac's a little better. I picked so. Baggett at the beginning. And well, we know I you was, did. I was worried the first the first couple of rounds, but now I'm like, okay, I did pick the right. I did bet on the right horse there. He is, I think he's going to hold on to it. He's going to, I mean, he's no, he's, he's confident. He's only like four points ahead now. But it's, it's confidence, I'm telling you. I agree. What do you think? Uh, I like seeing a race for the championship because I'm a fan above, of, of, the, of the sport above all else. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm going to go for the wild card, Jason Anderson. I'm a fan of him. Hey, you I, got I a like good that point. pick. I like that I, I, pick. I think Tomac, uh, he's proved to us while he has held strong, and I believe he does have a 250 outdoor championship. He does, yes. Uh, he he seems to get worse as the, as the pressure applies. Mm-hmm. And, I think somebody like Jason Anderson, if he could catch catch a little momentum, it might get dangerous. Yeah, I agree with that for I, sure. I've seen Tomac do it. We have all seen Tomac do that where he is fast up front, working his way, just blistering through the pack, killing everybody, and then gets up front. And I don't care what anybody says, the weight of the red plate, something happens, whether it's a mental thing, whether I don't know. But then he just starts. Well, that's another thing Anderson's going to have to do too. Is I mean, you got to remember he's down points from from DNF and the moto. It wasn't his fault, right? But I mean, yeah. he's also going to have to be more consistent though, because like first moto he ran off and hit from everybody. Yeah. yeah. But where was he second moto? I mean, right. he did good, but where was he? You know, well, what I mean? I'm glad none of these guys are being consistent. I love it. It's, the racing's awesome. You it's could awesome. not ask for better racing. Two fifty class is kind of. I yeah. mean, in my opinion, I just don't think it's that exciting. I think it has been. We've had what. Five winners. I don't know why it's just not said, doing no, said, what, for me. Six winners now that yeah. Plessinger. We've had a lot of winners, but we've had each of those guys besides Osborne has just fallen so yeah. far down the order mm. that he he seems to be the guy that you know is actually refined and ready. You know, wants to win this title. Oh yeah, I think I had him picked at the beginning. Well, Martin would be in the points lead if not for the not from for blowing his bike up that one moto. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And the and the Glen Helen ride, which was good, he came back up to like seventh or sixth or something. But had he run off, I mean, it, yeah, you know, you can't help a DNF like when you're bike malfunction. But I mean, you see where it's at, and he's not that far behind. We still got a lot of racing to go, so it could uh, turn. You never know what's going to happen week to week. And we, if anything, this whole year of racing, Supercross and Nationals combined, has proved that it's nuts. Well, what's cool I is it. I don't think that there's anybody going to sit back if whether if anderson wins the 450 or if plessinger comes back and wins or you know this championship i don't think anybody's going to be surprised because we've had so much up and down it's like yeah i could see how they did it you know it's not gonna be somebody out of nowhere win i think that we have an open championship to where three or four guys could win both classes definitely definitely will uh i don't know we'll see what happens but uh with that all right, guys. First guest of the night, he is RCH Racing's Kenny Watson. K Dub, what's going on, buddy? Uh, nothing much, man. Just uh, <laughs> life. That's what's going uh, on. Yeah, that sounds like a normal night at my house for sure. So, uh, Kenny, did you go? Did you were you able to go to Muddy Creek this past weekend? You know what? I didn't. I did not go. So, how was it sitting I, back watching the TV package? Uh, can I tell you the truth? Yeah, of sure. course. That's what we want to hear. Well, that's what we called you because we knew we were going to get the truth. 
didn't even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm right there with you. I watched the two 450 motos like yesterday, and I still hadn't caught the uh, four or the four. Yeah, I haven't I, caught two fifty. Yeah, I, I had some stuff going on with uh, with my family, and uh, I I didn't even really. You know, the time I went to go watch it, I was like, oh, the races. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're on the East Coast. Right. So right. it was already done. And then, you know, I went online and I saw who won. But, uh, yeah, and then I, my guys called me after the race, kind of gave me a little update what happened. And, uh, yeah, then we were uh, good to go. Well, I'll tell you what, both your guys have been having a really good summer. Brock Tickle, very consistent, doing well. Bogle won a moto in Colorado. Uh, are, you, are you happy? Are you pleased with where you're at at this point? Yeah, you know, I mean, considering the situation that, you know, both those guys came into the season, um, you know, luckily with Brock, you know, we, uh, he believed in us that we still were going to race. And, you know, he just kept, you know, full steam ahead, you know, before Supercross. And he had a really good Supercross going where Vogel was still kind of struggling a little bit. And, uh, you know, Brock ended up getting injured with like two or three to go when he was like, in eighth in the points with his striking distance of top five. And uh, that kind of took him out of it. And uh, he went from in it to 11th in three rounds. So, um, and then Vogel was just, you know, he was just going through a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say personal stuff. I think he just needed to make a change in his program. You know, these guys, you know, for years they're just robots and they do the same exact thing. And I think he just needed to, to change it up a little bit and uh he packed up and moved to florida and uh started working with uh you know ricky's mom and you know riding with savachi and uh just you know doing something different and it seems to be working yeah i'll tell you what we uh i was at colorado and got to watch that moto and i was like what where did he come from? You know, because it's not that he's not. He's a, an awesome rider, but we just haven't seen anything like that out of him in a while. And, uh, man, he put on a good show in there, and it just looks like he's still kicking good. I, I'd like to – I hope to see, you know, him keep him keep progressing as the summer goes. Yeah, it's – you know, I always say everyone's like, oh, man, I'm so amazed. Well, I mean, yeah, we are all kind of shocked, but you know what? It really comes down to it if uh, – you really look at a, uh, the, the lineup on the starting gate of a 450, you know, national. I mean, you got probably, you know, 15 guys that have won national championships or indoor, you know, regional supercross championships or multiple Loretta Lynn's championships. They're all champions. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, and they're all good. It matters who's more, you know, mentally prepared, physically prepared. Their bikes are set up. They all know how to go fast. And yeah. it's just, you know, I think it's, nowadays it's just about where you're starting and, you know, how, how fit you are and where you're at. Because uh, I personally think it's, you know, of course there's Blake and there's, you know, you know uh, Eli and Marvin and Anderson. But, uh, you know, like I told Brock, I mean, Brock founded Marvin, the whole second moto at Glen Ellen when he started with him. Didn't pass him, but rode with him. And I think that really got his confidence going. And then, you know, with Vogel, Vogel, you know, he, he's he been riding with those top guys. So, uh, you know, I, I really think it has a lot to do with, you know, our staff and the bikes and, you know, the testing that we've done. And, uh, you know, JGR is doing really well, too. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say. I, they did good. I shouldn't say 
them they did good last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's hard for – it seems like this year nobody is without struggle. You know, it's just – it's one of those – and it's awesome from the fan standpoint to see that, but everybody's having their, their ups and downs, and uh, so nobody's without. So so you're talking yeah. about the, everybody, kind of you and the JGR guys struggling – have how much I mean is what's the chances of seeing that new eighteen Suzuki out by before the end of the season? Well, before I answer that, I just want to say, you know, this sport is brutal. Yes. You know, you could be from the freaking the top of the world to the freaking outhouse in a day. You know, in in the streak of a week. You know, you're only good as your last race, and you know. It's, uh, you get, you know, your highs are high and your lows are low. And I think, you know, the best way as a team standpoint is to stay at a mellow altitude that you're always flying at like 25,000 feet. No highs, no downs, take the good with the bad. And, and, uh, you know, we've had, we've had our share of injuries throughout the years, you know, not just with RCH, but with Hart Huntington, you know, when we, when we had that team, I mean, we had four guys at one time and all four dudes were injured yeah that's I, right. I remember partridge blowing his foot up and i forget where yeah, maybe I mean, dallas or somewhere was out, hill was out hansen was out i mean it, it was just like crazy but you know it's this sport's brutal i mean it is brutal 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 i mean i know honda i mean i feel bad for those dudes i mean they they finally got um you know hrc back and they're gonna put all this money into their program and you know, with engineers and hiring Kenny and doing this and doing that. And, you know, they can, they, you know, then they, they brought up, uh, you know, Christian Craig to fill in. And right. He and, gets hurt. Yep. You no. Know, and, you know, and then Cole, you know, having some struggles. It's just like, it, it doesn't matter how much money you have or what you're doing. You know, people want to say, oh, this bike sucks, that bike sucks. Dude, pick your color. They're all good. Yeah. Right. I agree you with know, that. Pick your color, man. But on the 18, um, the 18, um, I mean, what they're telling us is the production bike should be available, you know, I think what they say is what they're telling us is, you know, by August, by mid to end of August. Okay. It mm-hmm. should be in the States. So. Well, they've obviously got a, a tried and true product. Uh, I'm a big Suzuki guy. Yep. And, and we all, we, we've all had Suzukis at different times and love that 450. But I think just a little revitalization, kind of make it look new and, and a little thing, make, cut some weight on it. I think it's going to be just a killer machine. My thing is that the current version is so good. It's so good. Like, I, can't, I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Yeah, you know, uh, all the people that wrote it and tested it, you know, they said if you're a Suzuki guy and you like Suzuki's, you're going to love this bike. They yeah. just, uh, you know, buffed out, they just buffed it out. Um, you know, they just fixed little things and changed the body panels around a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's an all-new bike for sure. You know, they, they did some changes on the swing arm and some stuff like that. But it's it's definitely, you know, a better bike. Um, you know, people always want to talk crap on, you know, the, the 17 and older models. And then I got something that what I say to them is I said, there is no other 450 OEM that has won more championships in the last decade than that motorcycle right there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So you can say whatever you want about it. It's heavy. It's this, it's that. It's won titles. Oh, yeah. It speaks for itself. Well, I've had one of those, 
And they do not feel heavy when you're riding them. No. Like, I never understood where everybody says heavy, because when you're on the bike, you cannot. It just feels like a light, really fun bike. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all good. All in all, all in all, Suzuki's uh, been a great partner with us. Um, you know, the you know, I can't praise the uh, the staff on the race team, you know, enough. Uh, between Kyle Bentley, who's our team manager, that has done a fantastic job with the staff he's hired, with Aaron Johnson, came over from Pro Circuit. He does all our research and developing on the engines through Japan. Um, Sergio is our chassis engineer. Um, you know, we have guys from Showa that are awesome. We have a dude, Henry, that come, came over from Audi and Porsche that does all of our ECU stuff. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we got a really, really good staff, and uh, they know what they're doing. And it's not, you know, they're, they're numbers guys. And, yeah. you know, they're, you know, we have, it's, you know, I think it shows, you know, what we're doing. And it's not like, you know, we, these guys just go out and ride and they come back and give us feedback. I mean, we literally have data, videos of every time these guys are on the track and our engineers sit down with them and watch the start. They watch everything and, you know, come back to them and say, hey, how can we make this better here? Look what the bike's doing. You know, this is this is where the mapping's flattening, you know, flattening out. So, I think our guys have shown that we can take, you know, guys that you know haven't really showed great results, and you know, show the results that them working with a good team can. You know, and we've learned along the way. I mean, we've had our bumps in the roads. I mean, when we we had that little issue go down with Roxon and Roxon's dad, and you know, but uh, you know, every we learned from it, and it just made us a better, stronger group. No, absolutely. I felt, and I felt like after the uh, the, the incident with Rox's dad, that everybody it kind of things seemed to seemingly got better. Like y'all get became more unified, if you will. I don't know that. I'm on the outside looking in, but I felt like you got that that type of adversity. Everybody fought through it, and I, you know, 450 national yeah. title and in, in dominating fashion speaks for itself. Yeah, it was funny. I went on a, another one of these podcasts, and it was in Memphis, and. Uh, before the national started, and this dude was trying to tell me that Eli was going to go twenty-four and zero, and I said, "No, he's not." Yeah, Daniel Blair he's was like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I don't know where you're coming up with that, dude. But he's not, dude. No. Nope. You know. But nope. there's one race I will will stamp that he will win at Southwick. Oh yeah. Like I, he's really good there. Um. Yeah, but uh, all in all, it's uh, you know things are good, and with the the whole deal with Kenny, that's like, everyone was like, are you pissed? And I'm like, no, I'm not mad at all. They're all, how can you not be mad? I go, because he didn't mention me. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. I go, I'm cool with the dude. I don't have to get involved with him, so I'm cool with him. There you go. There you go. Hey, Kenny, speaking and, of and, Go ahead. I'm he's sorry. He's one of those guys that, you know, been around this kid, knows what his kid wants, knows what his kid's like. And doesn't want to let go of it, and the kids always went to his dad. You know, I think he's grown up a lot, and it, it it really helped all of us. Where he had to make some changes in his life with his family, and he ended up doing that too. And it wasn't you know just the team that grew from it. It was Kenny too. Kenny grew, and you know, and you know he grew from it, and he was very much rewarded because the next year he went out and did really really well. You know, he, you know, we kind of struggled at the beginning of the year on some bike stuff, 
and then they figured it out the last few supercrosses and he ended up winning those races yeah absolutely yeah hey shifting gears a little bit we, we, we spoke about uh podcasts and things inside the rut man uh how's it going uh you got anything good coming up for us what's going on with that yeah you know i i really really wish i could spend more time on it um you know it's, it's kind of hard juggling you know i have a i have a really good studio at my house um i'm really not that technical it guy um you know to hear record and edit and all that stuff um we know how I really that goes wanna, i want i really want to hire like a full-time producer but right now um i really don't have the time or the funds to do that but i really enjoy it and i have some really cool ideas you know my formats changed um since the beginning you know i wanted to do different segments and this and that and then i really realized that people you know people have there's so many podcasts about what happened at the races you know, right after. And, you know, I think everyone's, you know, cool with that, whatever. You know, everybody has their own niche. And uh, I want to do it more of like, hey, let's do a podcast about people and what they're, what they're like, their lives are about. Yeah. And kind of round table it. And, you know, so far I've, uh, I've, you know, I do them with people that I have really, you know, really good or a decent relationship with, with that I feel that will open up to me. Um, and, uh, I think that I, I have enough of those people, you know, in my Rolodex per se, that I could talk to you for quite a while. So, uh, there's some guys I really want to get, but, uh, I, I really can't say, uh, next week there's one coming out because I don't know. And it's really hard for me to, to do that. And I would really love to give, you know, what people want. And, uh, but like I said, uh, I, I try to get one up at least once a month. Oh, awesome. Hey, Kenny, uh, John Moeller here. I've <clears throat> listened to you back in the day on Mathis Show and also have listened to your Inside the Rut podcast, and I'm sure you've heard it a lot, but I specifically like the Ben Riddle one, and kind of like you said, there's a lot of people that are recapping the races, but to me, you you know, you really, you opened that guy up, and, uh, you know, we really got to hear his story and, all, you know, kind of feel his journey a little bit, and it kind of got me thinking if, you know, what about maybe a Charlie Bogart or Johnny Marley story? Uh, like I said, just really did enjoy that Ben Riddle uh, podcast and, and and thought you, you definitely nailed that one. Hey, I'm having a hard time hearing you guys. Yeah. My phone is... Uh, yeah, sorry about that. What he was yeah. saying was talking about... Like he listened what was, to what, what was he doing? Was he fucking head in a coffee can or something? Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my head's in a coffee can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's just kind of sitting back, chill. Well, Muller's Muller's quiet. He's like the quiet assassin. Well, what he said is he really enjoyed the Ben Riddle podcast and how you how you really got Ben to open up and and how through that we could actually kind of feel a little bit of his journey that he went on. And what he wanted to know is if are are you planning on doing some more stuff like that, maybe with somebody like Johnny Marley, Charlie Bogard, you know, some some of these yeah. amateurs that came up and had issues when they got older yeah i mean i would love to but my my deal is like i don't want to talk to people when they're down and out you know what i mean i want to be i want to talk to people that and i don't know his story i kind of you know seen the kid around you know you know when he raced when he turned pro and stuff but i don't my deal isn't to beat these guys down it's for people to to talk about how this sport will chew you up and speak you out and then, you know, how you rebound and become, you know, a normal citizen in the world yeah, without, sure. you know, you know, being a drug addict or a convicted felon. And, you know, 
some of these stories are about dudes that go to jail. Some of them are about that. And I really hope that a lot of these kids listen to this and go, man, you know, it, maybe it's not a bad idea that, you know, I, I don't take some online classes and learn about some other stuff because, you know what, there's there's not too many people that, uh, you know, that make it. There's a there's a podcast I really want to do. Um, I don't know if you guys um, remember... Um, Drawing a blank on his name right now. <laughs> Brett Brett Racine. The name. He was, uh, he was a he was a team green rider in the like the middle in the mid nineties and a really good intermediate. Like one if you go back and look at the the vault at Loretta Lynn's, he's probably done decent um at Loretta's. And uh great family, supported him and uh he, he I think he turned pro for one year and uh he realized, like, man, this is gnarly. So uh, he hung it up, and he's a pilot now. He's a Southwest pilot. Oh, wow. Made a better choice. And, yeah, and I, I was talking to him in Hangtown, and, you know, I'm just like, dude, you know how much respect I have for you? Because, you know, he was at that breaking point where he might, he might have could, he maybe could have made it or he might not have made it. Right. And, you know what, he went for the sh- for sure bet. Well, well, I can't say I blame him I, there. I well, I tell you what, with that Ben Riddle one, just going back, touching on that real quick, uh, my son, Doc Smith, is trying to do this whole turn into a pro racer thing, and I, who knows if he'll make it, but I actually made him listen to that podcast. Just, I mean, I've been open. I had a, a, a rocky path, you know, growing up, and I've been open with my kids. Both, I have a, one son that's out of the house, married. He, was, he wasn't into racing, and then my youngest have been real open with him about some of the bad choices that I had made growing up. But I had him sit down and he listens to all your podcasts and everything. But that first one he listened to was that Ben Riddle one. And he, um, I just wanted him to hear that from, I guess, from the horse's mouth. So it's more than just us hearing the stories and, and the guys who were, you know, vet riders by the time this happened. It's more to me, it's cool for the younger generation to hear this. But well, they need to learn from it, they yeah. need to know what, what could happen if, 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 if the wrong choices are made. And, and I feel like what you're yeah, bringing you bring into the know, you guys know the story though, man. You know yeah. how I mean, just like when we were young, you know, we didn't want to hear it. We didn't want to hear that. Oh yeah, this is gonna happen. You're gonna be fucking thirty-five, forty. Oh, that's old. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like when you're younger, you're like fuck that. You know what I mean? And you know, before you know it, you know it's there, and you're just like thinking back, like holy shit. Right. You know what I mean. And then, you know, you're, you're, when you're younger, you're, your parents are telling you stuff and older people are telling you stuff, and you don't want to listen to them. You don't want to believe them. But, I mean, maybe so, because we didn't have podcasts there. I mean, right. those kids don't remember. Like, you'd be on the phone with somebody, and you're all, hey, if I hang up, don't call back, because that means, you know, my mom came in the room. You know what I mean? Talking on a dial-up phone. That's I right. Remember, <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they don't even know about that. They don't even freaking, you know... My mom used to get so mad at me because I used to go on the INF uh, Info Moto every Saturday night when I was a kid. And that was, did you guys, do you guys remember that? It, it gave you race results. And oh, yeah, you call in? Yeah. Yeah. And you got those race results from the, from the Supercross because there was no TV. There was no, you know, nothing live. And this guy would give you race results and he would freaking have you on the line forever before he told you the results. So it was a $15 call every week. Yeah. So, I mean, the kids don't even know about it, but hey, I hope I, you know what, if, if it helps one person, I did my job. 
you know, because that's what I'm about. I'm about helping people, and, you know, my podcast isn't about me trying to, you know, get super rich off of it or do anything. It's about helping others, you know. That's what my goal in life to do right now is just to help other people. And, you know, a lot of people on, on Instagram and on Twitter and on freaking on all those platforms, whatever you call vital and all that, people don't really know me. The people that know me, you know, I'm cool with. But people that just judge me, you know, they want to say these things about me and I'm an idiot and all this, you know, walk in my shoes and then you can judge me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even buy into it. If someone says something about me, I just go, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't even matter because I know in my heart what I'm out here to do and, you know, I'm a good guy. Well, you can look at how long you've been in the in the sport and how much you've been involved for this long and I just don't think that the that you would have the as good a reputation as you do now if you were the guy yeah, screwed. guys don't put 20-plus years into something and, and, and still stay around, stay employed, and flourish on this without having something good to bring to the table. So we, right. we, we definitely know you're not an idiot, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, you know what the key is? And a lot of people don't understand this. You don't burn bridges. That's right. No matter yeah. what. <laughs> Just, and, and I've had this situation where there's been people – when I was down on my luck and I was trying to get back in to do other things that would not return phone calls and not do this and, you know, things that I needed to do, then they would see me and they would give me that bro thing. And you know what? I, I would tell them, hey, you don't have to bro me. If you were going to bro me, you would have called me back, you would have emailed me back, you would have got in touch with me and said, sorry, I don't got nothing, instead of just blowing me off. Right. So, yeah. you know what? It's all good. You don't have to pretend we're friends because I'm not going to go to dinner with you. Don't say, let's hang out because you know you're not going to hang out with me and I'm not going to hang out with you. It's all good and I respect you. And I hope you respect me for telling you what I'm telling you. Okay? So, no hard feelings. Yeah, and That's yeah. the way I've always been. I've been a straight shooter. Some people don't like it because some people don't like to hear the truth. Well, I tell you, you know? what, I'm, I'm I'm very much that way myself. I will say what everybody else will only think. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's a certain amount of respect you'll get for that. But at the same time, sometimes, I, I don't know, man, I get flack for that too, you know, around here where we live and local. and. Well, you got to be a cool guy, Kenny, to be able to come on this janky radio. This is an actual true janky radio yeah, this show. Yeah, this show's not that cool. And, and we're, just, <laughs> we're just a bunch of basically Moto Super fans that were like, man, we just – no, uh, you guys are cool. No, <laughs> we just started this I mean, deal. Hey, I hate like when when uh, it was funny because when when Mathis started his show, I remember it was probably show two or three going in there, and uh, Lindsay didn't want me to go in there, and I just went over to Steve's house because I lived in Vegas, and it right. was in Vegas, and I just sat in on the show and started talking, and you know it, it was you know just like we're bullshit. And, they, they tried to have this format, and, you know, I don't know if you guys know Paul Lindsay, but he's like, he's he's that guy that wants to be the professional straight-laced guy, but it never really worked out for him for some reason. And he tried to make this show so corporate, and, and I was just laughing, me and Steve, and just clowning the guy about, you know, how he would just, you know, talk on the show. And then he ended up quitting, and that's how the whole thing started. Yeah. You know? with steve and you know steve was just like dude i don't know what to do i don't know if i'm gonna stop the show and i don't have money and i go well how much do we need to raise and he told me and i go all right give me a week and we got some money and there we went i mean 
if I was smart, I would have said I want partner owners in it. But. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that thing has grown, has morphed into a monster, if you will, almost. That show is humongous now. And I've been listening to that show since probably right around the time y'all started the Pulp Mac show. Yep. And, uh, and I will say, you know, it's, it's, it's evolved over the years. It's different. I still enjoyed you being on it. I liked the back and forth between you and Steve. I felt like it was good entertainment. But, uh, you know, who knew that show would get to where it is now, right? Yeah. I think I think more he likes more when people come on there and blow him. And, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think I like I like I love uh, Chris. I've known Chris for years, like years and years and years. I've known Keeper. Um, I know Keeper longer than I've probably known Mathis. And, uh, you know, I just think that uh, he does a really good job. And, you know, I think with him getting involved with Steve and Pulp MX, it's going to take them to the next level because I really think that, uh, you know, him coming to the plate with what he does, it's going to it's going to take Steve's whole online, his website to the next level. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. He's, the, the good thing about Keeper is you can get you can reach out and you can get a hold of him. You can't get a hold of the dudes at MXA by an email right. and they're going to reply to you. No, I mean you could call Keeper and email him and ask him, you know, hey dude, what's the best? What, what's your what's the boot you like to wear? Right, you know what I mean and shit like that. He, he, and I just think that he's accessible so much and he has so much content and he's so real. You know, if something don't work, he's going to tell you it don't work. You know, keep, keep me and Kiefer come from the same school. We're not going to sugarcoat it, you know. So I really think that there's big things to come even bigger, you know. And, dude, the guy has so, Steve has so much shit going on with, you know, all the podcasts he does, you know. Yeah, not, not to mention writing his columns and and, every, and all the other stuff he does. But listen, Kenny, we won't keep you anymore, buddy, but we really appreciate you coming on. And, You're going to have to come back on for you sure. you got to come back on sometime, dude. Please do. Dude, I'm here for you guys anytime. Like I told you guys um, in Colorado, you know, I think this is, you know, there's a big enough pie for all, everybody, and I don't think that, you know, one podcast is better than the next. But I think that uh, our sport isn't, you know, the biggest sport in the world, so – if anybody gets anything out of it and they they enjoy it, right on. Hey, and if uh, but, people you know want to just tune into a podcast and talk moto, let's do it. That's right. Hey, before you go, real quick, what's 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 hot sauce up to lately? Dude, hot sauce. Matter of fact, hot sauce just did a school in Texas. Did he? Where? Did he Where? Him, him and Tommy Tommy Hahn. Did, oh, uh, with Tommy Hahn. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's yeah. right. Okay. I know which one that is? Uh, over uh, over at that one of your guys. Tracks, I think that you guys ride out. Yeah, no, yeah. It was. I forget which one it is, but do you know which one it is, Muller? Yeah, it was underground. Underground. Oh, okay. it was underground. Works there out there. Yeah, underground and that's where, that's, that's where my, yeah, my son where, lives and works. So yeah, yeah, TJ's kid lives in underground and trains. But uh, Kenny, in honor of you coming on tonight, I had to wear the uh, the uh, the replica '97 Moto Triple X team shirt. Yeah, he's got the Moto Triple X shirt on here in studio. Of yeah, course, just, he's like a huge super fan. Just in honor of you, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's well, awesome. Those are good times back then, man. Yes, sir. Uh, that for nothing. Those are good times. Well, how about we come, How about we do another one one of these times that we talk about the old school? Sound good? Dude, I, I like that better. I got some good stories for you guys. I, I'll get in touch with you. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, thanks, All right, Kenny. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Kenny Watson, ladies and gentlemen, and with that, we'll go to our first commercial break. 
Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welding and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. Guys, welcome back again. Big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, York Welding and Fab, Shock Socks, the professional journey. Coming up next on the show, he's the brand manager for Get Data, Mr. Dan Truman. Dan, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. How you guys doing? Well, we're well. We're well. How are you uh, after your uh, escapade to the dentist? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, a crazy day. I had to go to the dentist and, and get some shots and stuff. Uh, so uh, some of my words might be slurred, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been good, man. It's been a busy summer so far. Oh, good deal. How is uh, how's the fantasy stuff going for you right now? Uh, it's been one of my rougher years. Uh, I won fantasy. I won four bikes and uh, or four times, and uh, I got I lost by one point last year, and uh, I'm struggling this year. <laughs> I'm struggling bad, but uh, got a lot of motos left. Well, I blame left, so. I blame you and Mathis and everybody on the. Um, the I guess the fantasy podcast for for y'all not doing as good and me not doing as good because now everybody I know listens to that and knows all the inside tracks, 
So you're yeah, kind of shooting the, yourself in the, the foot. Guys in, uh, the two guys in first and second are buddies of mine, and they <laughs> literally don't know about their bikes. But one guy's a cop and one's a firefighter, and they're first and second. They just look at times. They pick guys they've never heard of, and uh, they kill it. We, we overthink it way too much. That, that, that's me because I sit there, and I write down these spreadsheets, and I look at these numbers, and my son beat me last week and he went through and goes i want to pick this he didn't even look at times or nothing he's like i'll pick him 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 and him and i'm like why do you do that why do you pick such bad riders he's like i don't know uh, they'll do fine and then he beats me in our little we have like a yeah that's, all the that's east, how it is man all well, there, the there's a lesson riding. to be learned here tj there's a lesson let's get over ourselves and just do it no, yeah kidding. that's I'm right that's probably kidding. true but uh man tell us about this this deal with get because i hear about it all the time and i'm really interested in I hear him talk about all you know on the on the podcast about the lights and all that kind of stuff. Like sell us that get system. I'm curious because y'all talk about it all the time, but for the layperson, we don't know a lot about what you like what you get with the get. I wouldn't even know how to plug one in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, especially coming from the carburetor side, um, a lot of technicians and stuff that were very good on the two strokes. It's a it's a lot of new information to learn. Yeah, but the way technology is going. Um, we work with a lot of OEMs, not just on the off-road side, but on the street side as well. And you start to see the new Yamaha, for instance, comes with Wi-Fi tuning, which is something we've had for a few years now. <clears throat> and, you know, we work very close with Yamaha. And that's kind of just the way the future is going. Before, you would jet your bike, and yeah. now you just tune your bike. And rather than tune it from a laptop, which was even the first step, now you can tune it from a smartphone or a smart device. Oh, so you could so, just you could just have an app on your phone and change the technically the jetting on your bike. Exactly. So. Oh wow. With our with our new ECU, we have a barometer built in, so it does a self calculation for air temperature, altitude, and things. So, if you go out on a ride, you're just an everyday guy, and you go in the mountains and ride, you don't have to worry about your bike not running properly because it automatically self calculates fuel and ignition timing and all that stuff for the altitude. Um, but if you did want to make a change, say at a sand track, and you want to add some fuel so you don't get detonation, instead of in the old days you would change jetting. Yeah. You know, or and then the next step you'd have to go to a laptop and have a computer. Now you just have an app on your phone. It's a free app, and you can add fuel. Uh, you know, you can subtract fuel. You can run a diagnostics of the bike. So if there's something wrong, it's it's pretty cool. And the the technology, watching it grow. I've been here now for five years, and just from the from when I started to now, it's grown a lot. What cool. what's the big deal with the starting part too? Because I like I know at one time I, they were talking about this was what four years ago with Canard with Honda had some kind of light on his front fender. Is that the same thing that y'all are doing? Yeah, it's very similar. Every manufacturer has some kind of launch control. That's um, you know it's more of a selling point for the for the average person where they can engage their bike in the launch control. It's, mode. it's worthless. And but but they're based off gear position sensor on the OEM bikes. So the yeah. problem with that not the problem but. You know, not all starts, you're going to be able to shift to third gear. You know, some night tracks or small tracks, you know, you may stay in second gear. So you can't even use it because it won't turn off. Right. Um, ours is done off of time and distance. Uh, it's something that, you know, we have a patent on. It's pretty cool. And, um, you know, guys like Chad Reed and Cooper Webb and those guys, they use it. And it gives you a gauge. So it has like an RPM dash. And mm-hmm. when you're on the gate, it's kind of hard to hear your bikes. Uh, more so in Supercross and 
you know, really closed areas. So it kind of gives them an idea so they're more consistent. It's not to give you the best start every time or anything like that. It's just to be consistent every single okay, time. Okay, I so, got you. you know, you practice it, and then you're going to be consistent every week, you know, week in and week out, you'll be the same. And you can dial in where you want that light to be on or the RPM gauge or something like Exa- that? Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. cool. It's got 10 settings, and then that light also works as a, it's called GPA, which is Get Power Assist. It works like a traction control. Uh, we're not allowed to call it traction control because right. there's not actual wheel speed sensors. Right. It's not legal. And, traction you know, management. And so Back in the day when Suzuki, I I used to race with for Suzuki, and they had their traction management system on like some of their ATVs. They weren't allowed to call it traction control, but it was just a sensor on the counter shaft with RPM yeah, very, gauge. very similar. Ours is a rate of, you know, it works as a rate of change off RPM spike. So when the ignition recognizes a wheel spin and, our, you know, a spike in the RPM, it gives you more traction, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of features to our ECU that aren't available on in any other, you know, any other market, even any other ECU. And, uh, you know, it's, it's simple. You say you wouldn't know how to hook it up, but all you do is literally unplug wherever your stock ECU is and just plug this one in. It's not, oh, wow. There's not a lot of stuff to it. It's, it's uh, male-female wires, so you can't plug in the wrong wire or anything like that. So does the... That, that would definitely help me. Yeah, yeah. Muscle Mark has <laughs> got... Yeah, he's not, not the best mechanic. I would, I'd give him that. Grips and graphics, bro. I'm, <laughs> I've been a mechanic and, and built motors and, and do that for years, and man, I'm super intrigued with it because the idea of tuning and, and all that just from a phone just seems seems unreal. Yeah, if you want yeah, to change I mean, something. I was up. a mechanic before. I worked for the the then BTO, uh-huh. which is now the Rocky Mountain team. I worked for them for five years or six years, and we didn't even have you know, like we just kind of ran what we ran back then. We just got an ECU, whether it was you know an aftermarket one or a stock one, and that was all we had. And we just didn't have the resources or anything. Now this kind of gives the smaller teams and the privateers the closer step to you know the factories. More yeah, competitive, what they, yeah. What they can get. So. Definitely. Hey, Dan, uh, John Moeller here. Uh, <clears throat> you've spoken a lot about the how the four-strokes or the ignitions for the four-strokes with the uh, you know the EFI, the tunability is a lot better. Do you guys, I, I'm myself, I'm a two-stroke fanatic. Uh, do you guys offer anything for the two-stroke? We did. We had mostly the Yamaha stuff, um, and it sold very well. But where we're progressing just kind of as a company um, we had to go with one side or the other, and, and we had to go with the four-stroke stuff. For so us, people don't realize, but in 2018, all the brands have a new bike for the most part. You know, Suzuki has a new bike. KTM and Husky will have a new bike. Uh, I don't know if that's announced yet, but... It is now. A new bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, all the brands will have a new bike. Uh, so for us, it's a lot of development. We have to get each bike. We have to build an ECU off the new harness and you know the new bikes have electric start and that's that's new and for us the two-stroke stuff was just kind of you can't do very much with it you couldn't go into the traction control stuff and and the tunability because the CDI only allows you to do so much right so for us we kind of we on the Athena side we make tons of you know that's our biggest market is two-stroke on the Athena side yeah Um, but for the Git brand it's more focused on the current so y'all not even going to keep the like the old school stuff and still sell it y'all are just kind of stepping away from it completely yeah i mean we have like what we have but you lost some cool points there we won't be making any more of it well mr moeller has a uh, a brand new honda 450 he'll have to get with you and get something for that instead yeah the honda 450 has been good we have uh the canadian team uh in canada has been one of our first teams running it because we you know that bike was a new bike this year it took some time to build it um 
so yeah, the, they've been kind of our first like test team using it, uh, other than the European teams. But uh, and they, like Chisholm, I work with him. He's in Florida, so I can work with him a little bit during the week. And and the 450 has been really good. Uh, the, Honda, the Honda's been really good. Well, good deal, well, man. It's, exciting things are coming. It's uh, we hear. I'm hearing a lot about your guys' stuff, and uh, you know, I've, I've got an old two-stroke right now. But if I ever get another four-stroke, I'm going to be calling you. Yeah, because he's. Yeah, I mean, on, on the two-stroke side, if you get, you know, if you need anything, um, you know, we have tons of parts, gaskets, and pistons, and hard parts. You know, the two-stroke stuff for the Athena side is, you know, that we can't that we can't keep that stuff in stock. Do you still have anything for a '96 CR250? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Awesome. Ninety six, that's new. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, he's got. He just bought. Actually, it was his bike. His ninety six. This thing is mint. I say mint. It is like showroom clean. And he sold it to a friend of his. I bought it from that friend. And he just bought it back for yeah, me I yesterday. Just bought it back. <laughs> and we, we got a revolving door of we, bikes around. Yeah, here. we've got a deal where none of us are allowed to sell it outside the group because we all love this bike. It's amazing yeah, the, the how good. The older two strokes. Um, maybe not so far back to ninety six, but. We have like a Florida Trail Rider series, and here in Florida, and they now can a vintage class. I think it's like 15 years or 16 years or mm-hmm. something has to be. And uh, man, they're they're buying up all those old bikes, and I'm getting calls daily of people, you know, needing pistons and gas kits and things, and and you know, oil seal kits and all that stuff. And I think it's cool. I think it's good to keep those bikes around. And, and, uh, well, our vintage fun to ride. You think they're good until you really ride it, though, and then you realize it's not as good as you thought it was. <laughs> well, this one though, I, from even from riding some of the modern two strokes, this '96 was ahead of its time. It handles really good. The motor is awesome. And I mean, the suspension's obviously not as good, but you know, we're vet riders. Yeah, we're vet. I mean, I, I'm not that fast, <laughs> so I don't require just too much. But steel, um, steel frame '96, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah steel frame. Yeah, it's yeah. the last year. Yeah. That was a good year. And that so was a real good year. Our our vintage racing club here just opened up two strokes up to two thousand seven. So oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, that, I'm not sure where it's at here. I know uh, we were trying to find an 04 YZ250, and it was really hard. And I know. Oh wow. And they uh, they're buying you know they're buying up the bikes. You know they'll look on Craigslist or online eBay for a day or two, and it seems like they're gone. Yeah, you were looking so, for that for Chad. Huh? Yeah, is that Chad's bike? Yeah, we we ended up getting one from. Uh, I mean, I was just searching online forever, and I found one in L.A. A guy had an 04 that's been sitting in a, a covered heated storage unit for the last 10 years, and it's literally, like, brand new. Um, the guy put it for sale. Uh, we had Dave Osterman and Chad's old team manager drive out within a few hours, picked it up, and we shipped it back to Florida. We got it for, like, 1600 bucks. Awesome. What? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so we were, uh, we were really close to paying almost, well, actually paying double that for ones that were nowhere near as nice but uh i want to bet that chad probably gets some get ignition for that doesn't he (laughs) he doesn't have one no (laughs) right now we're actually struggling to find some parts you know the the few people that have parts think they're worth a million dollars and then you know we're trying to keep chad's name out of anything because as soon as people find out it's for him then then they want you know three jerseys and you know tickets to every race and yeah like a it's kind of like, well, you don't, you don't really have gold. <laughs> yeah, you just have a, a subframe we want. You, you know? got to have a friend of a friend of a friend call them, right? Yeah, so we kind of just been, I find out where it's at and kind of give people a call. We actually, uh, we the one we were going to buy previous to that was in Austin, Texas, and it was the it was really nice. Uh, that was the last, the it was between those two. Well, I was telling you, let's say up here in East Texas, man, there are bikes the two show bikes everything you could think they're of, right? all over the place here. so if you need some just text me man i can probably find you whatever you need yeah that's what i've i've been looking you know we 
bought a couple things off eBay that we needed, and and that's been a pretty good source. And right now we're kind of he's kind of standing still. He's waiting for some parts, but uh, cool. I think it'll be a cool build when he gets done. You know, he's gonna make it into his championship bike and stuff. Uh, you know, like a replica when he's done. But he's gonna ride it. That's the plan. He has a new one and an old one. He wants to compare them. So awesome, cool. awesome. Well, Dan, we won't keep any longer, man. I know you you got the dental stuff to deal with. So, but we really appreciate you coming on, and thanks for coming on and talk to us. We'd love to have you on again sometime. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Hopefully, I can uh, move up in fantasy and win another <laughs> championship there, and maybe one of my get riders can uh, can start doing better because Cooper <laughs> Cooper is our number one guy right now in 450 class. And, as you guys know, it hasn't been going great. Well, he'll he'll, he'll be doing better soon. I guarantee yeah, you. he's got a long future ahead yeah, of him. Yeah, he'll get better for yeah, sure. I, I agree with you guys. I think uh, especially the next few tracks, I think he'll get a lot better. I think we've seen at Muddy Creek kind of a step in the right direction. So no, it's uh, it'll be good, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, thanks, Dan. Right, Dan Have a good night, easy. bud. Dan Truman from Get Data and uh, Get Data, however you want to say it, and uh, that's interesting hearing about that stuff because I'm not a tech savvy dude. I don't. I buy a bike and more or less keep it the way it is. I'll get suspension done, put a brake rotor on, put a bunch it. of bling on it. Yeah, maybe some bling. You yeah, know, my last bike's the only bike I've ever done that with, and then yeah. I sold it all to Dark Side. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just I just ride them the way they are. It's the same way you are, Muller. You're just stock still. Yep, I'm bone stock. I got a Craig at Enzo to do the suspension, and we're just riding her. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, once you get Enzo to fix the suspension, everything else is right. Yeah. yeah, yeah once Craig Decker touches awesome. your bike, it's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's been a good show tonight. Had some uh, good talking, and again, that we have to thank all of our sponsors and uh, Broadway Power Sports. MX Girl Designs, York Welding and Fab, Shock Socks, The Professional Journey Racing. Hey, John Moeller, appreciate you coming in tonight, man. Thanks for coming in in the clutch for us. <laughs> co-host. There we go. I appreciate you guys having me in, and uh, I'd love to come back sometime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think about your trainee over there? How did he do? He did really good. He spent the whole time drawing dicks. Yeah. But other than that, it was well, pretty good. <laughs> well, he's one and done. <laughs> yeah, but, one, uh, McLovin. J- 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 McLovin. <laughs> James Aycock, TJ Smith, Muscle Mark, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week.